Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to boardroom chat number what? I don't know. We have to check that out. <laughs> Quite a few. Uh, my name is Kathy Duplantis, and this is... Jesse Duplantis, and thank you for joining us today. I want to go back in time. Uh, you know, I've been preaching 45 years. I've seen a lot of guys start but didn't finish. Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of projects start and didn't finish. True. And I've always wondered why, because it seemed like the people, in my way of thinking, anointed, talented, you know, I mean, it, there should have been a success going somewhere to succeed. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about that today. In 1997, we began to build this facility called Jesse the Planets Ministries, executive offices, uh, international headquarters, the whole ball of wax. Yes. And uh, we knew what the Lord told us to do, and we did it. Right. Before, uh, right before that, we had we always leased uh, things, but then we bought a building. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe in 1991, I think it was it, 90. Uh, I'm not quite sure. Right. Storehouse Lane, where we called right. it, and we stayed there. And then the Lord told us that we really began to grow exponentially. I mean, just like crazy. And and people have always asked me, why does everything you touch prosper? Like they think I got some kind of um, formula. formula or something. No, what it is, is Hebrews chapter 12. And I want to read something. Hmm. In verse 1, it says this. And watch this. Who, first, you got to figure out who is watching you. Not only are people on the earth watching you, but people in heaven at times, God pulls back the curtain and he lets them see us right. at times. I'm not talking about bad things because there's no sorrow there. But I'm going to prove that to you in just a minute. Well, I know some of y'all are going like, whoa. We're aware of heaven. I'm sure the people in heaven are aware of us. Well, sure they are. Especially the ones who've been here. But let me show you how now. to be a success. And God began to answer my question through the word about these people that I just, some of them, I just knew they would be a success. I mean, you know, they just seemed like they had it all. But did they? In Hebrews chapter 12, the old King James Version says, verse 1, Wherefore, seeing we are also encompassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. So a lot of people are watching us. Mm -hmm. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin. So there's a difference between weights and sin. Right. Which does so easily beset us. So you ought to figure out what is making you mad? What is making you sin? You know, it would easily beset. The word beset is an old English word. Mm -hmm. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Now, verse 2 is where I want to get to. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Everything we do, Kathy, we do by faith. Right. We can't please God without faith. That's Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11, 6, you can go read it yourself. Now watch this. I've seen people start out, and they didn't finish. They bankrupt. Uh, it all blew to pieces. And when I started building this facilities, and I believe it was 1997, we purchased the land, mm -hmm. and we did the production distribution center first. Mm -hmm. Then we did the executive offices, and then we did the church, TV studios, all, all and we, we built for four solid years. And, and never had a financial deficit, any way, shape, or form. Why? And I've had people say, how come you could do that and we couldn't do that? And how come my church failed? And uh, I said, well, did God author your vision? Mm -hmm. See, God is the author and finisher of our faith. But he's under no responsibility, and I want you to write that down if you're taking notes. He's under no responsibility to finish something he has not authored. Mm -hmm. And I found out through study and, you know, finding that a lot of people built churches, wanted to build the biggest church in, in, in the area, mm -hmm. and they had to claim bankruptcy. They had to go all kinds of different things because maybe God did not author it. Right. It I didn't like say a, he can't finish it, right. but he's under no responsibility to finish something right. he has not authored. True. It may Young, seem like a good idea, but it wasn't a God was, idea. You got it. Because every God idea is fruitful. Right. God ideas work. work. Good ideas work as long as they're good. Mm -hmm. You know, as long as people think they're good, then when people change, uh, then that goes down the hill. But a God idea will function and work uh, for eternity. But he's under no responsibility, see? That doesn't mean he won't finish it for you. But I've seen a lot of guys say, boy, they raise money in their churches to build a building, okay? Then watch this. Halfway through the building process, they have to lay off people <laughs> that gave. Mm. 
that were working for them in the church so they could finish the building. Now, I don't think God wanted that to happen. No, or I've even heard where the, the church would put pressure on the people to go get a mortgage on their home or give things like that. Right. Pressure yeah. people. And they and that's shouldn't the wrong do that. spirit. Right. So maybe, and I'm not being critical here, but I, I really believe I'm being truthful, right. that God didn't offer that. That didn't mean he may not, he could still finish it. Well, the devil does fight, but there are, you, you know the difference. Now, the reason why I read the uh, Hebrews 12, verse 1, where, where there's so many cloud of witnesses, cloud, or, or look up, or who's in the cloud? See what I'm saying? As well as the people here on earth. And people find out about those kind of things when you step out by faith and you don't finish it. Now, what we did to build this thing, the Bible says count the cost before you build the tower. So I did all the business aspects of it, me and you both, right. <clears throat> what it would cost to build this facility. Everybody gave me the opinion. I wasn't looking for the opinion. I want to know what God thought. And uh, now it's worth a lot, lot more now. But I'll never forget that the, uh, what do you call it, the architect said it would cost it probably $12 million. And uh, our contractor said, mm, maybe, because you got some pretty nice things. I went to the Lord about it because I said, you know, Lord, I don't mind, uh, stay, uh, you know, just lease a building, buy a building. I don't have to build any of this. He said, I want you to build this. I said, okay. So he authored it. So I did all the different things I'm supposed to do. In fact, I preached a sermon, how to build God's projects debt-free and under budget. I remember. And, and many, many years ago. And uh, well, I'll be doing the process that we were building this. Now watch this. And the Lord said, you'll do it for $7 million. Now, me, I've never built anything in my life before then. I always lease to purchase something. So when I told the architect and when I told the they said, oh, that's, that's, that's impossible. Uh, you got Italian marble in your foyer of your church and, and all the different things. Plus, you're doing a phenomenal work of on a slab for your, um, for your television that you have, people have to get under the slab. Well, how do you get under that? Well, you got to build two slabs so you can have a place to get in there to run wire. That's money. I mean, you're talking yeah. about money because you got to have engineering structure so that don't cave in or kill somebody, as well as all the different things to take. But I heard the voice of the Lord. He said, I'll do it for seven million. When we finished it, <laughs> they said it's impossible. We, we went under budget $6,746,000. She's worth $27 million today. That's what some people, some real estate people have told us today. And why? Because he authored it. Now, I want to ask you a question. Maybe you've been to a church and you stepped out by faith to help them build it and they blew it. And maybe you work for a church or a ministry and they had to lay you off even though you were giving to the project. Mm -hmm. You see, and then what happened? Witnesses begin to talk about that, different things, and before you know it, people are saying, my God, they shouldn't have done that. I think there's a lot of people sometimes their ego gets involved in something and uh, they want to build the biggest thing in town. Well, I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm saying, God, you better make sure God authored that. Good. Now, when we built Studio C, we in Studio C, which is, we call it Studio C, it's Kathy's studio. And she gave me a little spot here, so yeah, us, she reminds me us, every time I'm here. It's not just you, I'm here too, yeah, so I know, Kathy's yeah. still all in the yes, uh, yes, it's all in Jesse C. Jesse gets to visit here yeah. in Studio C. Now, she, C. Uh, 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 I said, I have to build a, I authored the studio. Yes. You finished the studio. Yes. I said, go ahead and build the studio. Now, um. You know, I mean, I, I'm not, a, I'm still not a builder, but not only did uh, we get everything she wanted, but she began to decorate it and to do the different things that I need. And uh, because, so, in other words, I'm saying what God tells you to do, you have to have a finished product. Right. See, God authored my salvation and I'm going to present him this finished product uh -huh. in the event of my death if he, if, if he doesn't come in my lifetime. See, right. he authors and finish it. He's the author and finisher of our faith. Now. The reason why I preach faith so much because it's the thread of the fabric of God's clothes. Mm -hmm. So now I, I want, I'm going to ask you a question here. When I told you to go ahead and build Studio C, my job was to pay for it. Believe for it. And believe for it and pay for it, that, that kind of stuff. See, God was doing that. So I knew what to do on this. And so I, I mean, I prayed about how do you want me to do this? What do you want me to do? I found out what it would roughly cost before we started anything. Then it was your job to put the finishing touches on it, working together and different things. And then you would come to me during the process and say, oh, I think we need to do this. Like I think one time we were kind of behind schedule because we wanted to finish it before the uh, visionary conference. Mm -hmm. And you came to me and said, uh, I, I'm going to pull a whole crew 
I want, I'm going to hire a whole crew of people to come in here and knock this thing out because a lot of our own people were building this. And they came in. So between our people and the crew that we hired, you knocked it out. Right. Now, right. what gave you the ideas of the decorations? What gave you the ideas? Uh, did you see this before it was built? I, I really did, and I drew it. I just start out drawing things on a piece of paper, mm -hmm. and I trust God to direct, direct and guide me. And I just actually it was a desire of my heart to have something softer and whiter. Because every time I'm in a studio set with you, when I've done tags, Jesse uh, sets all dark burgundy. It's beautiful. I designed that too. Actually yeah. painted it. I mean, did the wallpaper on the original one and worked with the design. We wear a lot of hats around here. No, we have to, yes, no other choice. <laughs> but, you know, God put it on my heart, and I remember every step of the way, uh, sometimes when I talked to some of the team that was helping me with it, they weren't sure if this was really going to work because you usually don't do all white. Especially with television because of TV, cameras. But it, it, the Lord worked it all out. It was, it was a and dream. you actually convinced one of our TV people. Yeah, I think now he's real happy with it. <laughs> you know. Okay, now you're the pastor of the church. God authors a sermon. How do you finish it? Well, you know, it's like anything. You stick with it. You hear the first, I think every idea and dream starts in a seed form. Right. And it has to be first uh, conceived. Right. And then when you, you, you receive what God is saying, then it has to be, have a conception stage. There's a reception stage and there's a conception stage where right. you have to get all the concepts together and everything right. works. And it takes time meditating, searching it out thinking things through, deep in thought, the Holy Spirit helping you every step of the way. And then there's that uh, time where you deliver. You know? Right. Now, you see, when me and Kathy have been married 51 years, God authored our marriage, but we finished it. And, and we're finishing still it. finishing it. That's my point. You see, so many people now, when, when you say, do you take this woman to be your love? Well, I do. You saying this before God and man, why is there so much divorce in life? Because they don't believe in finishing what God authored, or did God author that? Mm -hmm. Maybe you just liked that woman because you thought she was sexy, or you thought he was sexy, and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and, and and that's yes, that's a part of marriage, but that ain't the only part, buddy. And right. then once well, you decide to have children, then you decide to just walk away. Well, what about the kids? Mm -hmm. What about this? You know, I mean, if, even if you do walk away, uh, you still mama, mm -hmm. you still daddy, and that is kind of a frustrating. You came from a divorce uh, life, and uh, and. You told me many times that, how many times that y'all prayed or maybe whatever y'all did, that you wanted your mom and dad to get back together. Am I correct yeah, in that? that's so true, yeah. And, uh, and then sometimes you thought, well, did we do something wrong? See, people, there are a lot of witnesses around here, and when you say God said to do something, you better make sure that he authored that. Mm -hmm. And then you better make sure you got the ability to finish it. So when we built this thing, I went get prices, and the prices were not in the $7 million range. They were like what the contractor said, and the architect told me, I said, well, Lord, he said, I'm the author, I will finish. He said, all I want you to do, and I'll never forget this, if anybody asks you about what you're building, you tell them you ain't building nothing. Remember me saying that? I remember that. And I'd say, what? He said, I'm building this. Yeah. They'll be talking to you, but you, you, that's my buildings, and this is my designs, and this is what we're going to do. Well, every dream, like I said, starts in a seed form. It starts there, but you got to keep pursuing it. You have to keep searching out the details of it, what, right. what's really there. And you, it takes time to, to understand all of that, and you don't want to move ahead of that. But it, it's just like even I was thinking about the previous chapter, chapter of Hebrews 11. Right. I know we read about the cloud of witnesses. I think it's talking about like you said, people maybe that are in heaven now, but it's also referring to chapter 11 where it lists all the heroes of faith. That's They're right. in heaven watching down. Well, we can learn from the example of Abraham. And in Hebrews 11, verse 8, it says, By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out not knowing whether he went. So he had a, that first seed God called him to go. He didn't know where he was going. He was walking it out. And many times, I've said it this way, when God gives us an idea or a plan or a dream or a vision, we see just the beginning of it. And, and there's a stage there where I'm doing the Abraham thing. I'm walking the length and the breadth of it. Mm -hmm. In the spirit realm, I'm praying and seeking it out mm -hmm. and not moving until I have a peace knowing, yes, this is the right step. Well, and the then 
and then when it's a team of people working together, like we work together, right. <clears throat> we bounce the ideas upon mm -hmm. each other right. and see if we agree with it. And this is how we've always moved together as a, as a couple well, and as, as a ministry. We, the most important word in that verse was he obeyed. Yes. Now, you see, different between me and Kathy, I see <laughs> the finished product. In other words, if God tell me I'm going to the promised land, mm -hmm. I may not know what a promised land is, but I'm going to have a promised land in my future. Yeah. Now he did, see, that's what I loved about Abraham. He didn't know where he was going, but as far as he was concerned, he had a promised land yeah. in his future. Yeah. I, I, when I started building it, of course, I didn't know how to build any of that. I, you know, and thank God that you, Kathy knows a lot about plans and blueprints and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, I knew where I was going. Mm -hmm. I knew the phase work I was going to do on it, but, and, but I didn't know how to get there. But I knew that God authored it, and he expected me 24-7 yes. to finish it. Right. And then after that, to keep it. Mm -hmm. He did the same thing to me he did to Adam and Eve when he gave them a garden. He said, dress it. And then he said something else. There was a hint there. Keep it, which means snake coming. Mm -hmm. Somebody's going to try to get you out of this garden. Somebody's going to try to do this and do that. No, 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 no. It's our job not only to keep it, I mean, to dress it and keep it working, it. but yeah. to keep that thing keep going. Yeah. Pass you. Right. Pass who you are. I remember it's when you w we went to a funeral one time, I just had this thought. We went to a funeral and there was a pastor that we know really well who passed on. We loved him. I think it was Brother Radke's funeral. Yes. And he was a pastor on the West Bank, just a precious man. We had a great, great history with him. Paul Rackies, and he, he was on TV, one of the first on TV in this whole New Orleans area. Very I remember I mean, He was really ahead of his time. He really was such a soul winner. We just love him so much. We're still connected to his family. His grandson is our spiritual son. Right. And anyway, he, um, at that funeral, a pastor friend of ours from North Louisiana, I think it was Denny Durant, Denny pastor Durant. Durant came in and hey, we Denny. met him and said, hey, Denny, uh, good to see you. I hadn't seen him in a few years at that time. Right. And he says, I always like to come to funerals and to see how, and, and I like to observe how great men finish. Finish. Yeah, yeah see how they finish. He said how great men finish. I'd never heard that before. And boy, I mean, he spoke some words and I spoke some words. Yes, Both of us were yes. uh, asked to speak at Bishop Radke's uh, uh -huh. uh, home going. Right. And, but I love that statement to see how great men finish. Mm -hmm. Well, Abraham finished well. Yes, he did. See? And, and will you finish well? Yes. You'll finish well if God is the author and finisher of your faith. Right. Of your faith. You see what I'm saying? And I'll never forget that. So when we begin to do this thing, I had many, you know, some people would say, uh, and here was... Listen, and God said, we're going to do it debt-free. Now, I had three banks here in, in New Orleans, Louisiana, that said, you can't do that because they knew my finances, mm -hmm. but they didn't know my God. Right. They didn't, they didn't understand that who had authored this vision. They said, you can't do that. I said, well, the Bible says, and that freaks them out. You know, when they're dealing with business and you throw the Bible in there, right. that knocks the socks off. But the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ. Now, either you lying or God's lying, and guess what? I pick you. <laughs> so we started. And I want to tell you something. They were like Job's friends. They were just waiting for me to fail. Mm. Just saying, what? Uh, you know, we're going to have to come in and bail this guy out, put it on a note. And ladies and gentlemen, in all this time, we've saved over $21 million in interest by not financing this campus. Mm. Now, that's a miracle of God. That's a lot and of we money. took that savings and put it, took that 21 million instead of having paid every month, and we put it out in world evangelism so we could reach people and change lives one soul at a time. And I say that's success. No, it's success in one sense. But what it is is author and finisher. Right. Author and finisher. Yeah. And then the people that saw us do it, all we did was show people a good report yeah. in heaven, on earth that we had did what God wanted us to do. Mm -hmm. So some of you may have wondered why. I mean, you know, why did that church fail? Why did it do that? Well, a lot of times sin gets in there and they mess up things. But a lot of times people's egos get involved when they come to building things. Mm -hmm. Now, who don't want something nice? Everybody wants something nice. You want to be proud of what you do. But just remember that God better make, you better make sure God authored this thing. Because let me go back to that same statement because he's under no responsibility to finish something he has not authored. And I've said this many times to Kathy. I'm a New Orleans guy. Kathy's not. She was from a town called Homer, Louisiana, which is about 47 miles away from here, 46 miles, something like that. 
Okay, my mother was, uh, we have the East Bank and the West Bank, and the Mississippi River is what dic dictates that. Now, I'm telling you what, even though it just crossed the river, them people on the West Bank are totally different than them people on the East Bank. And the West Bank don't care too much for the East Bank. <laughs> the East Bank don't care too much for the West Bank. I mean, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But my dad was transferred to Homer when I was uh, 14, I think it was. However you, oh, you are when you're in the eighth grade, whatever it is, something like that. And to make a long story short, I honestly believe God was authoring something, and my dad didn't even know it, because I, we would have, I would have never met this woman. Because Mama said, we ain't going to Homer. And Mama ran the show. I mean, she made Daddy thought he ran the show, but Mama ran the show. Yeah, you know, that, you yeah, met my mother. Yeah, we often said your dad was the head of the house, but your mama was the neck. And it turned everything. <laughs> I honestly believe God was authoring a meeting between me and this woman here. That He saw this ministry. He said, I'm going to author their marriage, even though he's a heathen from hell. And she's a good sinner, but she's still a sinner. She don't know Jesus. She gets saved first. I mean, he put this all together. And because he saw this ministry, he saw you watching this today. Mm. Think about it. Think about it. He authored this today. <clears throat> now, will you finish it today? Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So I made up my mind. I, when I was praying about what we talk about, and I thought about the terms of building. I've seen so many great buildings, and yet there's a stain on it because they had to claim bankruptcy and different things. Mm -hmm. And then people get up and say, oh, God gave us a miracle. The bankruptcy job... Uh, cut off millions of dollars. Well, what about the people that invested in that, that lost all that? That's not a miracle. You see what I'm saying? I thank God that <laughs> the judge gave you a little favor, but that's not the issue. What should have happened was, is that you author it, you finish it, and when it's all said and done, you can stand before it and say, look what the Lord hath done. And when God told me to, to not, don't say you're building anything, when people would come, to bid on these jobs, and we took three bids to, on everything we did in here. They said uh, almost all of them, almost almost everyone, not all of them, but I'm going to say 99.9% .9 of them said, well, Reverend, you're building something good. I said, I ain't building nothing. What do you mean you're not building nothing? I said, this God's building this. And they just look at me, what? I said, no, no, I ain't building anything. I don't know how to build nothing. If I build a dog house, the dog going to get wet. He's going to have problems. I said, but if God builds it, he's going to stay dry. Mm -hmm. Now, we, just, we never asked them to cut deep. We never asked people, Would you, can you cut us a deal? We didn't say any of that. We wanted three bids. And sometimes the highest bid is not the, good, the best one. Sometimes the lowest bid is not the best one. Sometimes the middle is bad. You, you know, you, you go as God directs you. And I would see God touch people in the most amazing way. And they say, well, this is supposed to cost this. But I don't know why I'm doing this. But I want to do this job. I'll do this for this amount of money. And it was just astronomical. That's low as compared. That's why we came so far under budget in everything. Mm -hmm. Because I, I kept my word to God. He said, you, if anybody asks you, you tell them you're not building nothing. Mm -hmm. I am. Yeah, and you had many opportunities oh. along the way to get distracted or to shrink back from that. What about assignment? the temptation of pride? And they said, huh, boy, that just the planners. I'm telling you what, say it right in front of me. He knows how to build. Look at this. This is a classic. I said, I ain't building nothing. But, you know, you know, I, that devil tried to make me grab that compliment. But I knew, oh, buddy, I'd have sunk it right God's there. God's glory, right? Right. You don't touch that, see? That's why he's the author and finisher of our faith. So if you're standing on the word of God for a healing, mm -hmm. he authored healing. Now you finish it. Now how do you finish that? By saying, by his stripes I am. I'm not going by what I feel. I'm not going by what I see. I'm not going by what the doctors say. I don't deny what the doctors say. I deny it's right to affect me because whose report shall I believe? Yeah. I'm going to believe the report of the Lord, which does what? Give God glory yeah. when you're healed. That's right. And That's minister good. to and blessed. That's good. You know, every plan, every dream, every vision has a beginning, right. a middle, and an ending. And so often we always get in, we, we have to begin. A lot of times we always keep our eye on the ending, and that's good, but you got to keep oh, walking oh. it through. You can't stop, sit mm -mm. down like they say, I do I'll walk through the valley. Yeah, you know, not, not stop and build stop a house and canonize the place. Yeah, <laughs> but, do I walk through the valley of the right, shadow of death? Everything, even, even Jesus coming to the earth, God's plan, vision for the earth, it began like we've talked about yeah. how uh, he, Jesus was the lamb 
lamb slain before the foundation That's of the right. world. That's right. So on the cross, he says, it's finished. Well, actually, the Father said, it's finished, now begin. Because before Jesus ever, Jesus didn't die 2,000 years ago. That was his physical death. He was a lamb led to the slaughter before the foundation of the earth. What's happened is God, they had a business meeting. And Father said, I'm going to create a human race. And, and I love them. I'm going to put my name in them and I'm going to do that. But they're going to fail. And Jesus, the son of God, said, what shall I do for thee? Mm -hmm. well, he said, I will lay down my life so you can have what your heart's desire is, Father. That's our theme for this year. What shall I do for thee? What today? shall I do? For, and that's exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. So that was all done before. That's why you don't catch God off guard because he knows what's coming. And then, but yet somebody had to finish it. Yeah, and Jesus still See, had to walk it through. He had to that, be born of a baby, of a virgin. He was right. a baby. He had to grow up. And, now that know, in itself is unbelievable. Like everyone else is here, and he was without sin. Yeah, how do you get born of a virgin? Well, when God's involved in everything, that, he can do anything he wants to do. I mean, he made a man out of a piece of dirt. I mean, a clump of, uh, I mean, Adam, you've heard me say, was a dirty man. He made out of dirt. But he didn't make Eve like that. He made her out of a rib. You know, everybody like ribs. <laughs> Think about it. The rib was better looking than the dirt. But you see what happened when they came together, and God said, be fruitful. So I guess God knocked the dirt off of Adam, made him look pretty good. You know what I'm saying? Or something like that. Be fruitful. Multiply, replenish, and subdue. Finish. Be fruitful, always produce. Yeah. Multiply, always increase. Yeah. Replenish. In other words, use it up and then fill it up again. Then he said, subdue. If anything gets out, out of line, put it down. Mm -hmm. In other words, finish your course. Continue. That was Paul saying, I fought a good fight. Right. I finished my course. I kept the faith. Well, first, you can't fight a good fight without the faith. You mm -hmm. can't finish your course without the faith. Mm -hmm. See, you got to keep that faith. The author and finisher of our faith. Do you see what I'm saying? So if you want to build something, is God telling you to open up a church? Is God telling you to build a church? Yes. Did God author it? Because if he did, he is going to, fin he is going to pay it. But if he didn't, you're going to struggle. Mark my way, because you might want to do that. And I wouldn't get ahead of God. I mean, I have some people, I've heard this, and I understand the tech. Not the technology, they understand the psychology of it. You know, when your building's 80% finished or 80% full of people, it's time for you to build something. Well, that may work psychologically, but that may not work uh, financially. In other words, if you have to go to the multiple service, you go to multiple service. I remember people get the Protestants. Oh, God. They would get so mad because uh, them Catholic church people, they have multiple services. Yeah, the Catholic Church was pretty smart. They said, you know, we can build a church of, let's say, well, I don't know, that'll see 700 to 1,000 people, but we can do the whole community. Yeah, but they got, you know, they got 15,000 people there. But they might have 12 services on the weekend. One building, handling a town. That's good business. Somebody offered that, and they finished it. Now, who don't like going to a big, beautiful, massive cathedral church? That's, that's wonderful. But they had enough sense to know to do that. And finally, the Protestants picked it up and said, now you go to a lot of Protestant churches, they got multiple services, you know. And, you know, the Catholics had an idea that some people couldn't go to church on Sunday, so they would have Saturday Mass. Now, mm -hmm. uh, you just couldn't get a Protestant to do that on Saturday. <laughs> Unless you use the seven-day Adventist. <laughs> See, in other words, you had to be a certain uh, fellowship or doctrine or whatever. But not the Catholic Church. That's why the Catholic means universal. See, we're going to touch the world. Ah, and they did. They put that gospel out. Authored, finish it. Authored and finish it. So everything you do, whether it's spiritual, physical, or financial, it must be authored by God. And then, remember, he's under no responsibility to finish it. I'm not saying he won't do it for you. Because his mercy is nice. Sometimes he'll do that. You blew this thing, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to get you out of this bind. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Or you're just going to have to walk this thing out. You know, he, he's under no responsibility to finish something he hadn't offered. So I believe in finishing things. I believe in, in other words, why? For the witness sake, to give not me glory, to give God glory mm -hmm. in every area. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Is this ministering to you today? Mm -hmm. See, the re oh, I want to be debt free. Okay. Finish it. You may not be able to buy something you want, but one day you may be able to buy everything you want. Yeah. 
I never forget. You have we, to have a plan. Remember, right. we, we had uh, we built that house uh, when we moved here. Uh, we didn't. We didn't. We spent all the money we had to build the house, but we didn't have enough money for curtains or drapes. You know, curtains is, is the poor people way of saying it, and drapes are the rich people way of saying it. You know, and Kathy wanted some drapes and stuff, and I thought, well, we ain't, we ain't got no money. You know what I'm saying? That's so we can save. And I did this, and I looked down, and I had a Rolex watch on, and Kathy had a Rolex watch. I said, Kathy, do you like your watch? Well, yeah, I like my watch. I said, you know, I can sell these watches, and we'll get enough money. And we can put those curtains or drapes or whatever you want in there. And Kathy never has that. She went just like this. She just popped that watch off. She said, let's sell that. Not that she didn't like the watch. We did like the watch. I said, you know what? And God is so good. We're not only going to get the drapes. We're going to get the watches too. So we sold the watches. We put the drapes and all the different things that you wanted. You know, what do you call it? Tre window treatments or whatever. And you know, we did that. And within, I don't know, five, six, seven months, we got brand new watches too. But we were willing, and you know, and I believe God authored that thought. Mm. And I finished that thought. And then you finished that thought. And the Lord said, because thou hast done this, I'm going to do this. And it works so simple. And how many times people come in and say, oh, I sure like your drapes. We just smile. Said, well, and we would tell them, you sold your watches? Well, yeah. Yeah, but you got your watch. Yeah, the Lord said, God will bless you. You know, if you just listen. Yeah, he'll, he'll give he'll you finish. insight on how to complete the full vision of it. And there, there'll be some things along the way that you have sure. to do. Maybe, right. maybe a second job, maybe oh, yeah. something that you have that you can sell. But, I mean, there's some yeah. wisdom in There's in wisdom in everything. I mean, you know, people say, I just don't want to, you know, people say, I want to be in full-time ministry. Well, <laughs> I just don't want to have a secular job. Well, okay. Well, then the Apostle Paul was not in full-time ministry because he made tents. Mm -hmm. Full-time ministry is living for Jesus on a daily basis. Now, there'll come a time when you can get so busy that you can't do nothing else but that. You see what I'm saying? That's a different thing. See, that's called development as you walk out your vision in every area of your life. And we did that. In the beginning stage of our ministry, I had a little daycare business. And mm -hmm. uh, you, you, were, you were working at a job, Shell Oil Company. You felt, we felt that the Lord is calling you to the ministry full time. So I had the little daycare business and kept, we kept our expenses low. And everybody thought had, I was crazy when I quit show. We had a show. plan. God had a plan for, huh? Everybody thought I was nuts when I quit. Because I <laughs> had a good a job. It was a great job. With you better know it. Future. One of the best companies the I ever worked boy. for. Shell Oil Company <laughs> was one of the best companies I ever worked for in my life. I enjoyed working for those people. And they thought I lost my mind. But I heard the voice of the Lord. He said, I will offer this ministry. Yeah. Now, Kathy was willing to do, I'll do whatever it takes. She couldn't come. And so we only had one car. Right, one car in the beginning. I remember I would... Uh, I had How did little, you go to church? I had the daycare business so that I so I would make sure I had groceries before you left. Right. It was just in my house, and the house was just a little small two-bedroom house. 910 square feet. eight children, foot. five days a week. And then, so I would and cook the meals. 910 square feet, eight kids. <laughs> It wasn't easy. No, and so because I had the one car, I had and to get the groceries. How'd you go can to church? Can I finish this story, please? Well, answer my question first. You can finish the story. Okay. How'd well, you go to church? Well, I'm, I'm getting to that. Okay. You see, I'm doing what you do. I'm making a long story short. No, I'm long. making a short, short story, story long. long. He, okay. always says, he always says that phrase. Well, I'll make a long story short. I always thinking, can you do that? I don't think you can. <laughs> but you, usually what you do is you make a short story long. And it's a better story when you're done, so it's okay. <laughs> go ahead, Gather. You. I'm, I'm doing it. Okay, you're doing it. <laughs> anyway, so I would uh, drive, I would uh, get the groceries, and most of the time I would ask someone, can you pick me up for, for church? See, you don't know this because you were gone. So it's my story right now. <laughs> okay. I didn't say, hey, did I say anything? <laughs> and you look bored. Pay attention. I want, you, I want your attention. You still hadn't said the right I answer. I want your focus on I got me. you. All right, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I remember they wouldn't pick me up or they would be late, and I hated to be late. Then I found out the church had a, a bus that they would pick up people. I know, yeah, I was getting to that. But that was my long story short story Your short long. story long yeah but it's a good story but then so then I started driving going to school on the I mean excuse me to church <laughs> on the on the school bus actually looks like a school bus quit it you're making me I'm making you mess nervous. it up <laughs> okay but it was a beautiful time and me and my daughter Jody would get on that church bus and we would go to church and we would uh, were you embarrassed that. to go on the church not bus not at all not yeah. at all I was more embarrassed to be late or upset that I was late. And right, yeah. I didn't want to depend on people, so I did that. And yeah. that was just a short time, maybe several, maybe six months or so that that happened. And then someone gave, your brother actually, yeah, your well, older brother I gave us about a that. vehicle. I said, I said, Kathy, if something happens, Lord, 
I don't because I get we gave all our money away. Well, see? I had family nearby. I could always yeah. call someone. I said, I but if something happens, she needs a vehicle. Yeah. And my brother, who's now in heaven, Wayne, drove up and he had this he beautiful. Because he didn't like the idea of me being by myself. Oh no! Family. Even Wayne said that. He said. Jesse, here's the keys to the car. And he gave me that vehicle. And the car you had when you went in those days was a little small Toyota. And yeah. you just would put everything in the back everything seat. Everything there. You'd go for four <laughs> days, five days. Come on back. And come back. So we did whatever the vision said to do because right. God authored it. Because we, we were on a journey. You know, we yeah. began, but there were things we didn't. And, and actually, I didn't see the fullness of all of this that we're, we're mm -mm. in now. Mm -mm. I just was walking toward the promise and, and God's plan. Like, uh, you know, had the great cloud of witness around us. I Amen. know that those who went before were probably praying and cheering us on or, you know. Oh, I believe that the people in heaven were saying, come on, you can do this. Yeah. Because they walked in Hebrews 11 too. They just right. went out with no other, you know. In the same way, like today, right here in our chat, we're cheering you on. Where were you at? I want you to complete the vision that God has put in your heart. Jesus is the author and finisher of your faith, and the plan that he has for your life must be fulfilled. You know, Jesse, there's a lot of people that get born again. They make that first step, and they get weary on their journey, and they yeah. get sidetracked. But God still has a plan to get them back on track and get to the place where they maybe have to repent, turn around, realize at some point they've started doing life on their own in their own direction. But God is, still has a plan, and he's doing this right now to help you to get back on track because he has a great Amen. plan that he wants you to finish and finish well. Amen. And, 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 and you will if he offers mm -hmm. it. And let me say, he's under no responsibility to finish it. But, you know, he's a good God. Sometimes, and most of the time he will do that. But in the process, you learn something. You went through a trial and a testing that you didn't have to go through. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I mean, you know, if somebody would tell you, like, listen, when you, when you pull out your driveway, they got a big old sinkhole over there. Don't, don't go back into it. And you go back into it, then whose fault is that? I mean, my God, somebody helped you, tried to tell you, don't do those things. Right. So I decided that I would listen to the voice of God. And, uh, and, and, and whatever he would tell me to do in my time with him, I would just do it. Now, watch, I, I want to answer all those people. They, they down know. They say, you are crazy to leave a major oil company. You got a good job. You are going to starve to death. And ladies and gentlemen. Is that what they told you? Oh, you, yes, you indeed. Oh, yes, indeed. I mean, you know, and when I left, I didn't have no money. Sometimes people didn't You had this. no bookings. I had you nothing. really had no schedule. I stepped out. I'm not telling you to do that. Don't do it because Jesse's does it. You do it because the Spirit of God told tell you to do it. He told me to step out. I stepped out by faith, not knowing whither where I was going to go. I didn't have a booking. Nobody knew me. Yeah. Nothing. But I knew one thing. I knew the voice of God. But you know, Jesse, that really wasn't the, the moment where God authored the <clears throat> vision. That was when you took that step. I but it was step. over a year before that oh, yeah. that the Lord called you and you felt, you said, yes, Lord, I'll do what you call me to do. No, actually, it was two years. 76, I preached my first message right. and I went into full-time ministry in 78. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, now when I went out, they said, you're not going to make it. And I just smiled. I said, and I just thought, well, the Lord said I would. Right. That's when you stepped out into full-time ministry or we did. You well, traveled. There was times I, I didn't. Home. There was times you didn't know about it, but I didn't eat for a week. Yeah. I didn't eat for those four days. Because they wouldn't feed me. Yeah. And there was times I ran out of gas trying to come home because they stole the offering. Yeah, you got all those but great stories. But that did not. You got all those great stories. Yeah, I did. But he <laughs> did not discourage me. No. You know why? He authored this. Yes. And I said, I'll finish it. So I'll hitchhike home. Right. And how many times I was caught out on the road, 2 o'clock in the morning, man. Good God. 180 miles away from the house. Car out of gas. No, I hadn't eaten four days. I was supposed to have an offering, and they took it and said, thank you, shook my hand. Mm -hmm. My Dr. Pepper story, remember that? That kind of stuff. And you know how God would protect me? I ran out in front of a gas. I ran out of gas in front of a gas station. I just, I mean, or how's just that? Or a, a, a few feet from it, so you're yeah. able to roll in. Yeah, I just in. rolled in, you know, in the car. <laughs> boom, boom. And I thought, well, I'm in the ministry. And I wasn't mad at God, and I really wasn't mad at those people. I said, well, you know, they're the ones going to pay for and that, And a lot of me. people would have said, it's finished right there. So, they not me. They thought they were going to go I just got out direction. my car, and here comes a guy in a pickup truck uh -huh. who don't know me, and I don't know him. That's a great story. And y'all heard that story, and I believe not I'll tell it. Not everybody has. Go ahead, tell Okay. Me. Now, I said, well, when I pulled up, 
I hadn't eaten. I was hungry. And so I walked in. You know what they call them? 7-Elevens? I don't know if they're still The convenience store. Little convenience stores. I walked in, and a man was cleaning out the popcorn machine. This is 2 o'clock and 2.30 in the morning. And, you know, the seeds and all that stuff at the bottom. And he was about, I said, are you going to throw that away? He said, yeah. I said, do you mind if I have it? And he said, you eat this? I said, I like the crunch. I didn't eat anything. I didn't eat wood. I was hungry. I had eaten four days. Okay, because they didn't feed me. I'm not asking you to make, make, uh, feel bad for me. No, no. I mean, devil was doing everything to shut me down, but I was so happy that I was in the ministry. So, man, I mean, <laughs> I mean, those crunchy things. I come walking out, and there comes the guy with the pickup truck. As I walked in, my car was right by the pumps. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, maybe I can ask him to help me push this car, you know, on the side, you know, away from the pumps, you know. And he said, and I was young, you know, I had dark brown hair. He said, go ahead, young man, you go ahead and fill up your, fill up, fill up your car. And I was embarrassed, and I said, oh, no, sorry, that's all right, go ahead. I said, you can do it. He said, no, no, you were there first. I said, no, that's okay. Go ahead, fill, uh, go ahead and fill up your, your pickup truck. And, and as soon as I finished saying that, the guy walks out the convenience store. He said, hey, hey, young man. And I hollered at him. And I was a good, I don't know, 50 feet from him. You know, from, you know you've been in convenience stores with how to think. He said, I found a bag of popcorn. Uh, you want it? I said, yeah. Man, I reached over there. Now, this wasn't the crunchies, you know, the seeds. Mm-hmm. This was the actual popcorn. <laughs> and I was just eating. I was hungry. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me, the man, and he says, uh, what do you do? I said, I'm a preacher. He said, you're a preacher? I said, yes, sir. I want to tell him I'm out of gas. I ain't got no money. He said, where do you preach at? I said, well, I preached up in the, this uh, t- church uh, about, uh, about 100 miles away. He said, I live in that town. I said, you do? And I said, well, that's great. He said, uh, you out of gas? I said, yeah. He said, you got any money? And that's embarrassing, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I went, well, uh, he said, well, did you preach a revival? I said, yes. He said, well, did they give you a, an offering? And I don't want to say nothing. I'm just trying, you, you know, I don't know this man. I've never seen him before in my life. Uh-huh. And I said, well, uh, no, no, they didn't. You mean you preach Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and then Thursday and Friday, and then they, they didn't give you an offering? He said, did they receive an offering? He said, my wife didn't want me to go to that church. Then he started cussing. S-O-B, don't. He started cussing. I'm going, uh, uh, cussing up us. I'm talking cussing. He said, I can't believe that blankety blank. They ain't no good trashy blankety blanks. He's blanking, Ruben. I just got my eyes and I stopped eating the popcorn. I'm just looking at it. He said, young man, don't you ever quit. You wow. hear me? Don't you ever quit. Wow. Take that gas nozzle, stick it in that, in that thing, and fill that up. I'm going to buy you all the gas. I fill it up till it belching. You know how it comes, you know, it comes out. And, uh, and he said, and you walk in that store and get you some bread. It touches me when I think about that boy. That was hard, man. Get you some bread, bologna, and ham, and, you know, whatever. Make you a sandwich. Get some. <laughs> nah, right. and, I uh, love this. Oh, I love yeah, this. She, I don't, I don't know what's happening to me, man. As I get older, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> I never would do this. I never, you know. Get you some no, mayonnaise and some mustard. It's real. It's okay. <laughs> man, I had a sandwiches, you know, and, uh, and he looked at me. And I thought, God, this is an angel of God. He's a cussing angel, but he's an angel of God. And he looked at me and said, here's $700. Yeah. Cool, Lord. I'll never forget that. That's so beautiful. And you know when you start a car, what's around an eagle? I guess it was so hungry. The car was so hungry. I guess it went, boom. It started. And he said, don't you ever quit. Mm-hmm. Mr., I don't know if you're living today. I couldn't help you then, but I can help you now. Mm-hmm. I can help you. And I would in a second if I just knew who you were. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was young and I thought you were old. You were probably in your 40s. <laughs> you know, to me, you know, when you're in your 20s, that's, that's old, you know. Yeah. And I'll never forget that. And God said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. Yeah. And I came home, man, and I'm eating sandwiches, driving, and made tears and everything you could think of. I only cried when no one saw it. I just don't cry. 
But I mean, as I got older, I started to get emotional. It's okay. Oh, Jesus. It's okay. It's okay. It's but, okay. Uh, you know, I think it's, it's so beautiful that along the way, even when we have our moments where we're, we're shaky, you know, maybe we're, we're uh, the enemy's trying to but pull I didn't us quit. off track. The words that, that God used through that man, never give up, he told you. Don't, don't ever you give, ever quit. Don't you ever quit. I love You're going to be a good preacher. Don't you ever quit. Yeah, and I said, I won't. Me. Yeah. I won't, man. And Never I got quit. home and Kathy said, did they pay you? And I told you the story. I said, no, they took their heart. But a man came. Yeah. Now he was cussing. And, I, and man, I, and I, I, I couldn't eat the whole loaf of bread. You know, but in those days you made bologna sandwiches and uh, now ham you sandwiches. Was, yeah, I wasn't hungry anymore. at all, man. I mean, I ate, and I had eaten four days. So I, I, I wolfed down about three sandwiches. <laughs> Driving my car full yeah. of gas. Yeah. You know? Never ran out of gas again. Praise the Lord. God provided it. Yeah. And because and you, you didn't give up. No. Never gave up. Because God authored it. Right. I finished it, and he helped me finish you it. You know, I think And that, I ain't quitting again. And I'm 72 years old, and I ain't going nowhere. You understand what I'm saying? I'm preaching this gospel. Now, I could retire now. Me, me and this good-looking woman here could go to Hawaii for the rest of our lives and suffer for Jesus. <laughs> Just suffer. Praise we're not God. finished, though. But we're not finished. No. Because he's still authoring things. That's why you part. You know why you give to this ministry? Because God's authoring visions and things for us to do and made you a part of it. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Can I, can I be honest? I can quit. <laughs> I can quit, man. Say, see you later. You know. But no, we can't do that. Because you see, so great a cloud of witnesses. They're still watching, Kathy. That's right. Not only in heaven, but also here. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So uh, uh, that was just one of my, and I can tell you a bunch of them, Lord, oh, how yeah. God came I just thought of to my rescue. But I don't know if we have time to tell it. Uh, but, a few minutes. Which well, one? Well, I was thinking about how wonderful it is that someone spoke into your life and encouraged you at a point where you needed encouragement. Oh, yeah. And, that, and I think you preached a message just this week somewhere. Uh, encouragement is the oxygen of, of the, the soul. soul. It's a beautiful message. Yeah. Breathe. You breathe. Breathe. Yeah. And so uh, God positions us in places that we're that we're positioned there maybe not for ourselves but to help someone else amen to be a barnabas basically to yeah. someone else the way barnabas was to salt to paul paul the, apostle. paul the apostle and i was just thinking about a time where you god used you to help another young minister who was about to give up and he was sitting there in the in a in a little parkersburg west virginia yeah, a little fast food place, and you were just getting something to eat. I remember those days you were just starting out. I don't know if that's this story that we're I'm thinking about was before or after the one where you got your gas or not. I don't remember the timeline on that. No, but that, 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 that story with the gas was before. This, before, so, yeah, so this I, guy at the gas you station helped you. You started giving me some money. This, yeah, so after that happens, I said, no, you're not going to leave town. You're not going to leave without any money. So I made sure you had money to go. Because not many much, times when he would be invited, people would say, come on, you don't need to bring anything. We're going to house you. We're going to feed you. You're going to take care of everything. Because we didn't really have the extra money in that way to send him. I had, we had the money in our household for me to take care of the household oh, bills yeah. and that kind of a thing. But and this was, was a different time for us. And so at this time, when you went to that place in Parkersburg, West Virginia, for that Jesus festival, Jesse went to get a little bite to eat. And there was this one man sitting at a table, and the Lord spoke to you about something. And that Well, no, what happened was the people that put on the festival, it was called uh, 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 oh, you Jesus Festival. Oh, you make a short story long? Well, I'm going to make it quick. <laughs> so he asked all the guest speakers that after you finished preaching, uh, this is on the side of a mountain. There was no food out there other than sloppy joes. You know what sloppy joes are? And, but I had, uh, I had one room, and I, went, I went, ate a hamburger. Okay, so before this I went out to that, and I saw there. a man. And you had your fifty, your fifty dollars with you that I usually gave you when gave you left me for a meeting. Boy, that was big. And, I and the you, Lord said, "Go give him all right. your money." And, I, and it was four dollars and that little hamburger, four dollars something for your hamburger. And he was eat. quitting. Yeah. He was, a, I quit. Nobody, God didn't care for me. And I walked. And I said, "Sir, I don't know who you are, but here's all my money." What? He said, and I paid from. I gave a little tip, paid for my hamburger, and I gave him all that money. It blew him away. He, he started crying. He said, how can I say God didn't take care of me? And I went to the mountain. I made up my mind. Well, I hadn't eaten before. Yeah. I ain't going to eat again because I couldn't buy a sloppy joe to save my life. But, and you couldn't get anything right, else. Yeah. But watch what happened. 
Well, and I'll take a little time on this real quick. I'll never it's forget this. It's such a beautiful story. Good Lord. So, and you know, the only people had was just sloppy joe, and there was no ice. You had to drink everything, you know, on the side of that mountain. But at my table, uh, this little booth, they weren't, they weren't as big as this here. When I caught back, there was roast beef and mashed potatoes and gravy. Hot plate lunch. And green beans. And a coat this big with crushed ice. Just for you. And I looked and I looked around. Yeah. Nobody. So. I yeah, thought, you told man, me all the speakers had their own little definite little place thing. where you, you to, would go so yeah, people, so people would say hello to you. you. Yeah. Now watch this. So I said, uh, then who, who did this? And several people said, we don't know. It happened for four straight days. Nobody ever saw lunch and supper. Nobody ever saw who put that. I thought, angels are feeding me. If and I, I had some <laughs> great food, cornbread, Lisa, Jesus. I mean, and then I had them old sloppy Joe sandwiches. You were eating good in the neighborhood. Eating good, son. So watch <laughs> this. Never found out who it was. Eight years later, I went to Virginia. Mm -hmm. Now, this is Parkerburg's West Virginia, where I was. I went to Virginia, okay? And I went preaching a barn. The church was built like a barn. It was a beautiful place. So I finished preaching. I never go to my book and tape table. Now, I've been in the ministry. You know, now, about nine years, I guess, nine, ten years, something like that. And a little old lady comes walking up to me, her and her husband. So I'm thinking, and I'm right there by the book and tape table, which I never go. And she looks at me, and she says, you like my food? I went, excuse me? Do you like my food? And it hit me. I went, Parkersburg, West Virginia. She said, yes, at the Jesus Festival in 1979. She said, I was in a camper and I looked out mm -hmm. and God spoke to me, feed that young man. Mm -hmm. He's given all his, boy, he's going to touch me again. Feed him. Mm -hmm. And she did. I said, you want this whole tape table? <laughs> I'll give it all to you, you know. Yeah. I, I'll never forget that. Whew. She's probably in heaven. She was, she was in her 70s. Mm -hmm. That's real old. <laughs> now I'm 72 now. <laughs> You know, and I'll never forget those things. <laughs> she loves oh, this. Oh, come on. It's time to quit this show here. <laughs> Ladies you and gentlemen. You don't know, but the point, too, I love that part of the story, but I just was thinking about that young man that you encouraged that day. I would love to meet him one day. We'll meet yeah. him in heaven, I'm sure. Yeah, his name see, was Dan. That's all I know. Really? And I used to love to think how many people's lives were affected through his ministry. You know what it's all That continued, that finished. Hopefully. You know what I told him? What? Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Mm -hmm. You can do this. Mm -hmm. Author and finisher of your faith. That's right. I want to thank all of you watching today, and I mean that sincerely. I want to thank all our partners for supporting this ministry the way you do. There's never a day without prayer. If you'd like to be a part of this ministry and you want to donate, you can. If you don't, don't. If God didn't tell you, don't do it. Bless God, don't do it if he didn't tell you to do it. Now, if he tell you to do it, do it. But if he didn't, you can use PayPal. You can go to JDM.org. That's our website and give if you, if you want to. Right. If you don't want to, still watch the program. Just enjoy yourself. Because just maybe one day, just maybe, down the road, you'll meet somebody who's about ready to quit. And you'll say, don't quit. Don't quit. Because God is the author and finisher of your faith. This is Jesse and Kathy DePlanis. Until next time, we see you again, okay? God bless you. Bye-bye.